Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman here, checking in for our weekly recap, our weekly update for the week of June 26th through the 30th. And I'm going to get a little personal here with uh, everybody here that listens to the podcast. And um, first of all, want to share that this is the 159th episode of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And it's kind of a monumental one for me. It's kind of a big deal for me, this number. And the reason why is I am actually recording this episode from my new studio. When this podcast started, I had one daughter who at the time was 11 years old. Now she's 13. And we had so many rooms in our house where I could record a podcast from. In the three years since this podcast has started, I have now a two-year-old son. And as of recording this today, my daughter turned one today. And yeah, I am 41 years old with a one-year-old running around the house. What was I thinking? But besides the point, my wife and I, we needed a little more room in our house and we actually just built an addition and the addition is finished. And my wife sold me on the idea of this addition as it could be her office, which it will be. And she said, Nick, you can also record your podcast out there and you could use it as a studio because it's soundproof and it's away from our bedroom and the kids' bedroom so we won't hear you late at night. So this is the first episode of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast that is being recorded in my new home studio, which I think is pretty exciting because once all these kids started coming into our family, I was recording this in cars. I was recording this in garages. I was recording this in closets and bathrooms, pretty much anywhere where I could get away, where you would not hear a screaming kid in the background, or where I could do it where I would not wake anybody up in the house. So thank you to all the loyal listeners that have been around since episode one and that have listened to the majority of them all the way through 159. And I have to tell you, and some people think when I say this that I'm just blowing smoke, but this is the God's honest truth is, this season of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast would not be possible if it was not for our sponsors. I thought about giving the podcast up, and then I I decided that I was going to maybe give it one last run and reached out for some sponsors because prior to doing this, there was no money in podcasting. Not that it was ever about the money because it wasn't, but this podcast is 
got a little bit of a following. Now I actually get paid through Spotify to to put this podcast out. And you're thinking, you know, you probably make bank. I get 11 cents per play. So every time you listen to this, I get 11 cents put into my bank account, which is pretty awesome. But um, yeah, so thank you again to the great sponsors, Dugout Sports in Fairfax, Iowa, Train Where the Pros Train, Tyler Ernstson from Genuine Landscape and Design. I've seen his work. He's done an amazing job. Does a lot of great things for uh, the semi-pro fields around the area. Foley Distributing has been with me since day one, as well as Dugout Sports. They've been great sponsors. And then we got two great insurance companies, the New Eagle Group, and then also Nolan Weber Insurance. So thank you. Um, Decided to see if I could get some sponsors and you know, make a little money because a lot of work does go into this podcast. And I had so many sponsors jump on board that wanted to sponsor this thing. So thank you to everybody that did that. This is an exciting episode. If you are a Spotify listener, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. They have an interact button on Spotify where I will post episode questions. I'm curious, who do you think would be our area high school MVP so far this season? I have an idea on who I might give it to, the dugout sports MVP. But I'm curious. I want to pick the audience's brain. So if you're a Spotify listener and you listen to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Spotify, that question will pop up. Give me your answer. I'll get the feedback. I'm kind of curious to see what the audience is thinking. And then before we get into our two great interviews this week, we have Brett Harris, catcher, pitcher, utility. I mean, you name it. Brett Harris can do it from the Western Dubuque Bobcats is stopping by. If you are unsure that you want to listen to the whole episode, check the episode description for the timestamps. And then we also have one of the hottest hitters in the area. He's currently up for TH Athlete of the Week in Hempstead outfielder Justin Potts. I wish I could tell you to go vote for Justin, but there's also another baseball player up for TH Athlete of the Week as well. And it is Jack Walsh, catcher, third baseman, shortstop, closer for the Wallert Catholic Golden Eagles. I wish I could tell you all to go out and vote for Jack, but I work with both Justin's mom and Jack's mom in the Dubuque Community School District, and they're both great ladies. And I have had great experiences with both Justin and Jack. So I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. Go out. Do your research. Give it your best vote. couple of congratulations before we get into those interviews. Congratulations to Tommy Speck on his birthday. He hit his first career professional home run with his parents in attendance. So congratulations to Tommy. Keep grinding. And then lastly, we have to give a huge shout out to the Beckman Blazers on winning their conference and earning a number one seed in substate. And then we also have to give the same shout out to the Cascade Cougars. They also earned a number one seed. They are not in the same bracket as Beckman. So hopefully those two teams 
will be able to make a run to the state tournament. Stick around, word from our sponsor, and then Brett Harris from Western Dubuque will be checking in. Dugout Sports in Fairfax, Iowa is a proud sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Train where the pros in Iowa train at Dugout Sports. They have top-notch instructors, offer amazing camps led by owner and operator Jay Wannell. Find them on Facebook or with a simple Google search, Dugout Sports in Fairfax, Iowa, to get all your information. Our first guest joining us via the Nolan Weber Insurance Hotline is hot-hitting Brett Harris from the Western Dubuque Bobcats. Brett, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, your second appearance on the show. How are things going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. First question I have for you, besides the obvious, which is your brother Cal going to Old Miss, having a great experience there, winning a national championship there. What are some of your other reasons for deciding to commit to play college baseball at Old Miss? Yeah, like every time we'd go down there, just being down there and going down to watch Kelvin play, being in the, like almost a small town environment feel and being around everybody there who just loves baseball down in that area and watching them, the competition they play against is really good. So being able to face all the real good pitchers and the coaching staff down there, I love. Brett, the one thing I love about you is last year, you were my first ever high school athlete that I interviewed during the season. I believe I interviewed you after the first week. And you said to me that your goal and what you hoped would happen at Western Dubuque would be you would win five state championships in all of your five years of playing baseball at Western Dubuque. So far, you're one for one. The Bobcats last year won the state tournament in baseball. And this year, the Bobcats have been ranked number one in Class 3A for the whole year. How does this year feel different from last year? Last year, the Bobcats were an unknown coming into the season. The season prior, they had a sub-500 record. And now this year, you've been ranked number one in Class 3A the whole year. So how has this year been different? Yeah, last year, we came from like like going the whole year, playing all the good competition we played, and then getting into the playoffs and ended up winning it, it was almost like, like that was the first time, I think for most of the kids on our team ever going down to state. And now this year we have a whole bunch of kids back who experienced it down there. So we all know what it takes and what it's like being down there and to go try and win another one. The one thing I love looking at the Bobcats roster here is the camaraderie that I see amongst the boys. You and fellow catcher Braden Delaney, it looks like you two have a great relationship. And sometimes you might see those strained relationships, two guys battling for a position. 
and one of them being a senior and one of them being a freshman. Talk a little bit about your relationship with the other catcher, senior Braden Delaney, who's having one hell of a year, just like you are as well. Yeah, when we go out to like any baseball thing, like hitting for high school or anything like pitcher catcher in the winter, it's never, it's never like a bad thing. Like we're always there helping each other out, doing workouts with each other, helping each other in the best ways possible and working to make each other better. I want to ask you personally how this year has been different from you last year in the Bobcats lineup where were you traditionally hitting uh last year i hit third all year i believe and i think every game i did are you still in the three hole this year or are you hitting have you moved up to the two hole i i moved up to the two hole our first week caleb normally batted in the two hole last year i'm pretty sure and our first week he wasn't there so i batted in the two hole and then i just stayed there and caleb went to the three hole how have you noticed pitchers pitching you differently this year compared to last year? Last year, you were an eighth grader. And a lot of times, I think coaches and players might have that mindset thinking, oh, I'm facing an eighth grader. I can blow him away with three fastballs right down the middle. He's going to learn that he's not ready to play up here with us. Now, this year, you are hitting at a rate of 411. On base percentage of 525, you lead the Bobcats in RBIs with 31 and have one home run on the season. So have you noticed, have pitchers been pitching you differently this year? And if so, how have they been throwing? Yeah, like last year, they I'd have a whole bunch of people, which I liked it, how they just would try and throw a fastball by me because then you're just seeing all fastballs the whole time. But this year, they, they have thrown me – more off speed this year it'd be like i'd say it's not really that much different from last year just throwing fastballs like most pitchers will throw a fastball first pitch just like almost every pitcher does unless you pitch backwards but most pitchers will throw first pitch fastball and then keep trying to like dot up corners if they're behind in the count with fastballs and throw breaking pitches every now and then but just, I don't think there's really that much of a difference from last year without the pitch me. So this year, it, it seems like they're uh, nibbling the corners a little bit more, trying to catch you uh, with some off speed there. I think that one of the greatest feelings in the world is, and not everybody experiences this, is when you hit a home run and you know right off the bat that it's gone. Your first career home run, congratulations, by the way. Did you know it was gone right off the bat? No, I actually hit it like right off the – felt right off the cap of the bat, so I thought it was going to be a super weak fly out to right field. Like I didn't think he'd have to move. And then I started running down the first baseline, and he, I looked up, and he kept moving backwards. And then I eventually was like rounding second and saw the umpire like – moving his finger around like a home run. And I was, I always wondered how it ever went that far, but it hit right off the cap of the bat. So once you saw the umpire wave, waving his finger, giving the home run signal, what, what was going through your mind? I, I saw pitchers 
Uh, Aaron Sheehy does a great job of capturing of capturing all those great moments. And while guys were running out of the dugout, huge smiles on their faces. What was going through your mind? Um, honestly, that it was going to feel great in the moment, but after the fact, you gotta you gotta like almost get over what just happened and go back in the game. So you keep your head in the game and go win another game. Tell me a little bit about your leadoff hitter, JT Goodman. It seems that he's just the spark plug that gets the Bobcats going. He is on base nonstop, giving pitchers and opposing coaches headaches nonstop with how often he's on the bases and the havoc he causes once he reaches first base. Tell me a little bit about his game and, and how he's pushing everybody on the team to be better and what that does hitting in the two hole, having him on base and having the opportunity to drive him in and almost every at bat. Yeah, it's really nice when you, when you go on deck to start off a game and your leadoff hitters on base all the time. He'll, he'll either get a hit or get hit, one of the two. And <laughs> then he'll get on first. Or if he hits a double or triple even better, then I can just move him over or drive him in, which is real nice. And if he's on first, most of the time he'll steal second, and then I can hopefully get him in from there. Makes it real nice. Starts off the game with us setting a tone on offense. You are exactly right with him being on base a ton. He's getting on base at a percentage of almost half, 475. He's got nine stolen bases on the year. I'm going to throw out some of your teammates and just first thought that comes into mind uh, when I say that name that makes you think of them either as a teammate or or their game, all right? Okay. Isaac Thane. He is a very good left-handed hitter who, like last night, we were down at Davenport West, and there's some pitches that we'll, like, watch come in and he'll barrel out to the outfield, like, really hard. And we just wonder sometimes how he got his barrel to that ball, but it's it's really fun watching him hit. Connor Myers. He was so on the when I was just talking about how I hit that home run off the cap of the bat. He always loves to say how the best barrel in that bat because I'm using his bat right now. I broke mine. He always says how the best barrel in that bat, the sweet spot, is the cap of the bat. He always hits the ball the furthest off the end of the bat. Have you backed up in the box now, hoping to catch everything off the end? No, I have not. I'm I'm normally towards the back of the box. Even if like a pitcher's throwing slower, I normally stay further back just because if you move up, then it's the same as facing a faster pitcher, I think. But I normally stay like where I'm at the whole time. What about Hunter Quigliano? What are your thoughts on him? He's having a remarkable year as well for the Bobcats. Yeah, he's having a really good year. Whole, last night he played real well. Hit a double down the line, I think, in the fifth or sixth inning, I think, and really set the tone there. And I want to say he, he either moved the guy to third or scored him. And that set the tone for that inning. I think we ended up scoring a few runs in whatever inning that was. I feel that we would be doing this interview an injustice if we did not talk about your pitching staff. So I do want, again, I'm going to throw out some names. And first thing that comes to mind, now we're going to connect with the pitching staff. Ryan Klosterman. Ryan is someone in the dugout who always keeps the mood light. He's always in there 
just keeping everybody on their toes and he's he's always having fun. And he's having a remarkable year. Four and oh on the year. He's got two saves for the Bobcats. I I almost want to say this guy was an unknown. I knew of him because last year I caught quite a few of his games. I'm sorry, not caught. I umped quite a few of his games when he threw. And that sophomore, Tanner Anderson, coming in with a record of 6-0. and oh, And wow, does he have a great two-seam fastball. What uh, what do you think of Tanner when, when he's on the mound and the job he's doing as a sophomore with a team that is just loaded with senior and junior players throughout the roster? Yeah, he's doing real well. I remember catching him over the winter and pitcher catcher and just watching him his fastball it's it'd be a very difficult pitch and then once you start getting your breaking pitches over the plate too you're always real hard to hit as a pitcher which he does get his breaking pitches over the strike zone so that's real nice one player i want to ask you about before we get into your pitching game and then we uh welcome our next guest to the podcast which is justin potts from the hempstead mustangs one of my favorite players, Brett, I ever coached in 20 years of coaching is currently on the Western Dubuque Bobcats roster. Now, I've said this in a lot of podcasts. I'm curious if you ever listen to them. Who do you think I'm talking about? Which teammate do you think on your roster is one of my all-time favorite players that I ever coached? I feel like... You're going to say Colt Makarath because I'm pretty sure you coached him. You know what? Actually, I lied because you have Thomas Blair on your team, who I think is just a phenomenal kid as well. But, yes, Colt McElrath is one of my favorite kids that I've ever coached because, one, he's a great kid. He's a hardworking kid. He swung the bat well. But when I had him as an eighth grader, he started every single position for me and played every single position for me throughout the year, except for catcher. And I'm sure if I needed him to do that, he would have done that very well as well. But what are your thoughts on Colton? What does he provide the team? He's having a great year offensively. He was always really good with the glove. What kind of spark does he bring to the team? He provides a lot of energy at shortstop, especially. He'll he'll make a lot of very hard plays look very routine to him. And throwing off balance for him is he makes it look super easy. And when he makes plays like that and gets outs for our pitchers, makes it a lot easier for us on the offensive side to get the bats going and then go back in the defense side and have a real good defense out there. Brett, I I would uh, not be doing my job. I'd be doing a disservice to the podcast if we didn't talk about you towing the rubber this year. I didn't know you had it in you. I didn't know you were a pitcher. And then I just saw you being lights out all year. Your ERA is sub two at 1.38. You got three victories on the mound with one save. How's it feel to, uh, to tow that rubber against some 17, 18-year-old guys who have bigger beards than Coach Bryant during your great win streak you had there. How's the year going on the mound? What does What's uh, in your toolbox when you go on there? What kind of pitches do you throw? Velocity? What are, what are we around? What are we hitting? And um, I do have a follow-up question once you're finished telling us about that. Okay. Going, I, I love pitching. Just being able to go up on the mound and be in control of the game 
and want it more than the batter at the plate. I I love being up there on the mound and control the game. And pitch wise, I throw a fastball, curveball, and changeup. And velo, I know Coach Bryant has the radar gun out during preseason. What were you what were you hitting regularly? What were you topping out at? Preseason in like I think it was February when he the only time I had one, so it's still like a few weeks in. But somewhere like only upper seventies there, but right now in this season I think I've hit 84 a couple times, nice. but normally like 83. Nice. Good for you. And has there been any talk with the coaches at Old Miss about you being a two-way player, a pitcher, and whatever they see you playing at, whether it's a catcher or an outfielder or a first baseman, or are they just excited to get you on campus and whatever your skill set is three or four years down the line, they'll take a look at how they're going to use you? Uh, no, there has not been talk about being a pitcher there, no. But uh, mainly just being a catcher there, I'm pretty sure. Catcher and then, like, filling in then the outfield if they need me or wherever I can get on the field. If I'm on the field, I'd be just fine with it. Brett, it is 2023. I would say that the Bobcats last year – I don't want to say reach the peak because that means there's only one way to go down, but you won that final game, which every team wants to do. And only four teams are able to do that in Iowa high school baseball. But what are your personal goals finishing out this year? And what are some team goals for you and the Bobcats as we finish up this season? Uh, team goal would to be definitely win another state championship. And a personal goal would be able to be like when we're on offense starting off a game and Jake gets on first or Jake gets on anywhere on the bases, to be able to add to that, move them over, get another hit, add spark to the offense, score a few runs in the first inning, and then go out on defense and stop the other team and then come back in on offense and provide more spark for the team to go score some more runs. Brett, best of luck to you and your teammates. They're going to have to build another wing out at Western Dubuque with all these state championships and all these sports. They're winning. But best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. I'll be right back. But first, let's hear from one of our great sponsors. Hello. This is Donna Hirsch with New Eagle Insurance, proud sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. New Eagle Insurance is an independent agency offering several carriers for home, auto, and recreational vehicles, as well as business insurance. This allows us to customize your coverages and offer a competitive premium. Let us step up to the plate and knock it out of the park. Call New Eagle Insurance today at 563-582-5834. Joining us now via the Nolan Weber Insurance Hotline is smooth fielding center field, hot hitting center fielder from the Hempstead Mustangs, 
Justin Potts. Justin, it's your first appearance on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Coach. Justin, first question I have for you, you are a multi-sport athlete. You are a heck of a baseball player, great football player, and also a basketball player for the Hempstead Mustangs. What do you think personally are the benefits of being a multi-sport athlete? Yeah, so I would just say like a pretty like, like a main benefit of like, doing multi like, multiple sports in high school would just be the fact that you're always doing something year round pretty much. And that's just keeping your body in shape. You're getting all those workouts in, whether it be lifting or like the skill workouts for either sport. Um, also just kind of staying involved and never like having that like off time where you could be getting out of shape or anything like that. Um, I'd say also not even just like the skill part of playing sports, but like the bond you make with your teammates and all that. I'd say is really important. So there's a lot that goes into it. And I'd say being a multi-sport athlete for sure benefits me a lot in all my sports that I do. Now, when I was in high school, that was the big push to be a multi-sport athlete. We wanted all these kids out playing all these different sports. And now it seems like there's almost been a push to have kids focus on one sport year round. What would you say might be the downfalls from your experience of, of being a multi-sport athlete. Yeah. So I, I just say like a, maybe like a common downfall if you're like doing, you know, you're always active doing something year round would just be like the fact that your body's going to kind of wear down and get a little bit tired just because the fact you're pretty much doing something like actively every single day. Um, but at the same time, we're young as in high school. So, you should be able to recover somewhat easily, but there's also just that greater chance that you could possibly get injured doing something and all that. But I wouldn't say there's like a, especially in high school, there's not like a big reason why you shouldn't, shouldn't be able to do like multiple sports in high school. I wouldn't say there's anything big. One of my uh, biggest regrets from high school. So I I was a baseball player. I, I played baseball year round before there was year round baseball. I played travel baseball before everybody with a pulse played travel baseball. And um, I, I played perfect game in Iowa during the fall. And it was the first time they ever offered perfect game in Iowa. And I remember going to my dad because I was a I was a big, talented football player and the Hempstead football coaches, Coach Timmerman, was trying to get me to play football. And I asked my dad if I could play football because I had played in, in middle school. And he said that I had to choose between baseball and football because perfect game was expensive. And after you played your first game, if you got injured, you didn't get a refund. So um, I, I ultimately love baseball. I didn't like the feeling of my body being sore constantly and constantly being in pain. And I always had a fear of my hands getting smashed between two helmets. So I ultimately chose football. But we're not here to talk about my regrets, Justin. We're here to talk about you 
your great season in the Hempstead Mustangs. Currently, you lead the Mustangs in batting average at a 379 mark. I want to know, Justin, how are you getting all of these triples? You have seven triples on the year. Hempstead is a small ballpark, so you're either hitting all of these triples on the road or you extremely fast. What's, what is that? Right. Well, I, I want to say I've hit two at Hempstead, I think, this year, possibly three. So I think the the goal as me being a lefty pole hitter mainly of doing that would just be hit it as right possible to, towards the line and then run through Coach Rapp's stop sign. You just keep going. So, you, yeah, he, he is very conservative, if I remember correctly from coaching with him, on the basis. So we're just going right through that stop sign, heading straight to third. Have you been thrown out running through a stop sign? This year, I have not. I don't. I don't believe so. Okay, and that's okay. But what what was his reaction last year if you ran through a stop sign and got thrown out? He just kind of gives you that 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 death stare, and then you just kind of accept it and you walk back to the dugout. Does he still have that stare where he stares you down, and you can tell he's uh, grinding his teeth because you can see his veins popping out of his neck? Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> I remember that stare many times as a player for him and also as, as a coach for him. I want to talk about some of your teammates. Um, Kurt Saunders Jr., talk about a guy who wasn't on my radar at the start of the year, having a great season, hitting 312. The Mustang power tied for you for the lead in home runs with two and 22 RBIs. What has he brought to the team? in the batter's box and what has he brought to the team with his leadership behind the plate working with the pitchers? Yeah. Kurt, Kurt's been a great player all year and we knew he would be this year because we, he had that potential last year. He was all, he's always been a really good baseball player. Um, defensively, he's been a very, very solid catcher. He keeps the ball in front. He know, he knows our pitchers well. He has good relationships with us. So, He's out. We're always on the same page, and he's he's always working his butt off behind the plate. And then offensively, he's for sure one of those power bats in the lineup that at any time, any count, he's capable of putting the ball out of the ballpark or hitting one in the gap. So yeah, we we really do rely on him a lot, especially in the power side of the game. And he's he's a great teammate, and he's been having a great year so far. Justin, one thing I do want to ask you about. You're a center fielder. You always have to be on your toes. There were guys when I played that when they pitched, I absolutely hated when they pitched because they worked really slow. Whenever there was a runner on base, they would throw over about seven or eight times. And they would have an 0-2 count, and they would nibble and nibble and nibble and either finally get the guy or they'd walk him or they'd fall behind 3-0, and then they'd throw two straight strikes. Who are some of the pitchers for the Mustangs that, when they're throwing, you're excited to have them on the mound because they're constantly pounding the strike zone, they're constantly working quick, and there's never a dull moment because – they're always around the zone and the bats always being put on the ball. Right. Yeah. So I say, I'd say we have our whole rotation. I'd say everybody that pitches really is good at putting the ball in the strike zone and letting the defense, you know, do what they got to do. But I'd say one of the guys from not just this year, but last year that we've had doing that a lot is Johnny Berry. He's always throwing strikes. He knows he's been, he knows how to pitch. So he's been doing that for the last couple of years and 
continuing to do it this year. He's been doing a really great job. Another guy for us that's been doing really well this year is Jace Rundy. He's been attacking the zone, just like Johnny has, like pretty much all of our pitchers have. He's got a couple pitches that kind of funnel each other well. It's either running away from them or coming in on the hitters. So he's been doing a really good job of that. Grant Golly's also been having a really great year pitching. He's been throwing a lot of strikes, and I'd say our whole rotation this year has just been doing a really good job. Who's the one catcher that's thrown you out this year? I noticed stolen base-wise you're 19 for 20 on the season. I believe you're leading the area in stolen bases with 19. Do you remember who got you? I want to say it was against Linmar when we were playing them at Hempstead. I want to say I got tossed out, didn't get the best jump, and the, I remember they had a nice catcher behind there, so... I want to say Linmar. Linmar gotcha. And it was a straight steal or did, or did you get picked? It was just a straight steal. I want to talk a little bit about the Hempstead Mustangs year here. Now, one thing that I've noticed, and I'm not saying this to be rude Hempstead listeners, but it just seems there's there's a lot of inconsistencies with the Mustangs this year. So you'll have some games where you'll go out, you'll put up a ton of runs, and then you'll follow it up with two or three games where where you score one run. So how do the Mustangs get to be more consistent moving forward? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you're right. This whole season we've kind of been – I would say our pitching has pretty much kept us in every single game that we've played. I, do, I truly believe that pretty much every game. But the bats, like you said, have been inconsistent. So I'd just say – we are, we're coming off a really good doubleheader, too, against Cedar Falls, where the bats were, they brought up both games, pitching brought up both games. But I'd just say to continue keeping this up, I'd say uh, just better approaches at the plate, you know, you know, waiting for your pitch, not not going up there just to swing, having like a, a mindset of what you want to do with that plate appearance, just really locking it at the plate and having a purpose when you go up there. At the time of recording, the Mustangs are 13 and 12 overall, 10 and 10 in the conference. They're currently on a three-game winning streak. So, Justin, last question before we hit into that podcast-killing double play. What are your personal goals for the rest of the year moving forward? And then what are your goals for your Hempstead career, whether it be baseball, basketball, or football. And then we're going to focus on the team aspect in my follow-up. Yeah, so I'd just say for my personal goals for the remainder of this baseball season, honestly, I don't have like any like exact goal, but I would just say continue doing what I can to help the team win because that's the true purpose of playing sports for me is winning. And continue – you know, just being a good teammate to my, all my guys and do what I can just to have, you know, continue having a good time playing baseball. I mean, I love playing baseball. So just being out there is always a good time. And yeah, just continuing to do my best and keep everybody up throughout the season. Are you wanting to continue your athletic career at the college level or are you unsure about that right now? I, I would say yes. I'd, I'd like playing. I'd love to play baseball going forward in my future, college, all that. That'd be awesome. So in college, you're thinking you might be leaning toward baseball? Yes. 
Nice. And have you have you uh, had any interest in looking at schools or any uh, schools that you've been visiting, seeing where you might land? There's been no schools that I've visited yet. I've had you know just a couple coaches shoot me a text and whatnot, but nothing like major yet. Last question before we hit into that podcast killing double play, Justin is what's going to happen with the Hempstead Mustangs this year? It's currently late June. We know the state tournament will wrap up in late July. So when I, uh, next time I see you or the next time um, we chat, how do you think this season's going to end for the Mustangs? How would you like this Hempstead Mustang season to end? Would you like to end it with a trip to Iowa City? And if so, what's it going to take for the Mustangs to get there? So, yeah, the end goal for sure would be Dwayne Biggs Field playing in, playing in Iowa City. That's, that's the end goal, I think, for all the guys in the team. What it's going to take to get there, though, would just be to continue doing what we've been doing the last three games, especially with our – our just approaches at the plate, our pitching, pounding the zone, all that. And I think by the end of this year, I think we're going to get hot, and I think we're going to have a real nice shot in our sub-state to be, you know, play, put together two, three good, really, really good games. And I think we're going to go down to Dwayne Banks, and I think anything can happen once we get down there. All right, Justin, best of luck to you and the rest of your teammates in the Hempstead Mustang community moving forward, 643. We're out of here. Our next sponsor is Tyler Ernson, owner and operator of Genuine Landscape and Design. They continue to be the trusted go-to landscape and lawn care company of the tri-state baseball community. Whether it's regular lawn maintenance, a retaining wall, or a complete landscape makeover, they are always glad to help get your property looking pristine. As of last summer, they have become a licensed nursery located at 16109 Root Lane in Holy Cross, Iowa, carrying a wide variety of natives, trees, perennials, and other nursery favorites. Check them out on their website at GenuineLandscapeAndDesign.com or on Facebook. Phone number is 563-581-1052. This year they will also be carrying a handful of field maintenance supplies as well, such as Kentucky Bluegrass Sod, Clay, and Field Conditioner. As proud sponsors of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, anyone who mentions they heard them through this podcast will receive 10% off their next service. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.